0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state. Even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell.
1: When John Price didn't show up for work that morning, his boss sent one of his coworkers to check on him. When he got to John's house, a neighbor was also there, concerned that his car was still in the driveway. They knocked on his door, but got no answer. They knocked on his bedroom window, thinking they needed to wake him up, but there was still no answer. It wasn't until they looked through one of the windows and saw blood that they knew that something was wrong. This is Monsters. Catherine Knight is known to be the first woman in Australia to be sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. She grew up in a house full of violence. Her mother, Barbara Roffin, was married to a man named Jack Roffin, and they had four sons together before Catherine ever came along. Barbara had an affair with a man named Ken Knight and ended up leaving Jack and her four sons to move to a different town with Ken. They ended up having four children together, two of them being twin girls. One of them was Catherine. Ken Knight was an abusive alcoholic who raped Barbara up to 10 times a day. Catherine's mother would tell all of her daughter's intimate details of her sex life, including how much she hated sex and men. But when it came to sex, she told her daughters that they needed to just put up with it and stop complaining. Catherine left school at 15 years old without being able to read or write. She eventually got her dream job working at a slaughterhouse. She started in a position where she cut the heads off of pigs and quickly was promoted to boning. She loved her job, and in the mornings she'd come in early so she could watch the pigs get their throats slit. Her coworker thought she was odd, but didn't think too much of it. It was at the slaughterhouse that she met her first husband, David Kellett. David and Catherine had a violent relationship from the start. On their wedding night, David was strangled by his new bride because he fell asleep after only having sex with her three times. One time she burned his face with a hot iron. David said there was one morning where he woke up and Catherine was sitting on him holding a knife to his neck. She laughed and said how easy it would be to kill him. In 1976, the couple had a daughter, Melissa, but David left Catherine for another woman shortly after. He had moved to Queensland to be with this woman. Catherine's violence increased after David left. One day, she put the baby in her stroller and left it on some nearby train tracks. They were active. A local man found the baby shortly before the train arrived and Catherine was placed in a psychiatric hospital. She signed herself out the next day. Then she slashed a woman's face with a knife and forced her to drive her to Queensland to find David. David. When the woman managed to escape, Catherine took a young boy hostage before being disarmed by the police. In an interview with police, Catherine claimed that she intended to find the mechanic who repaired David's car and kill him for giving her husband a mode of transportation which he used to leave her. It was the mechanic's fault. Then she was going to kill David and his mother. After David heard this, he left his girlfriend and went back to live with Catherine, thinking that's what he had to do in order to keep the people around him safe. In 1980, the couple had another daughter, Natasha, and in 1984, Catherine left David, so all that violence for her to leave him anyway. We'll be right back. If you're looking for something a little different than the true crime shows you normally listen to, The Jordan Harbinger Show is a podcast you should definitely check out, since you're a fan of high-quality, fascinating podcasts hosted by interesting people. The show covers a wide range of topics through weekly interviews with heavy-hitting guests. I recommend people check out the episode with private investigator Stephen Rambam, or the episode with Bill Browder, a man who managed to cross Vladimir Putin and survive. There's an episode for everyone, no matter what you're into. The show covers stories like how a professional art forger somehow made millions of dollars while being chased by the feds and the mafia. The podcast covers a lot, but one constant is Jordan's ability to pull useful pieces of advice from his guests. We really enjoy this show and think you will as well search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can go to jordanharbinger.com forward slash subscribe. In 1987, she started seeing a man named David Saunders who, to all accounts, was a nice guy who wasn't prone to violence. David said that Catherine got mad at him one time and sliced the throat of his puppy as an example of what could happen to him if he ever cheated on her. Then she hit him in the head with a frying pan. Despite that, the couple had a daughter together named Sarah. After more violence, David had had enough and took all of his leave from work and went into hiding. After months of looking for him, Catherine eventually gave up and moved on. She would go on to have yet another child, a boy named Eric, with John Chillingworth. He seemed to get through the relationship well enough, and Catherine eventually left him to start seeing John Price. She had been seeing John behind Eric's back for quite a while. John had three children of his own, and though they had heard rumors of how violent Catherine could be, they all really seemed to like her. Like all of her other relationships, though, eventually she was accusing John of cheating, fighting with him, and threatening violence. After Catherine moved into John's house, they got into a fight about his refusal to marry her. In retaliation, she took a video to John's employer that showed items that he had taken from work. Even though they were expired items that he had taken out of the trash, he was fired. After that, John kicked her out of the house, but a few months later, they got back together. Though he didn't let her move back in, they were seeing each other again, which ultimately meant they were fighting with each other again. In February of 2000, the violence got so bad that Catherine stabbed John in the chest with a knife. He survived the attack and on February 29th, he went to court to get a restraining order against her. He told his co-workers that afternoon that if he didn't come to work the next day, it was because Catherine had killed him. Because he was afraid of Catherine, he sent his children to spend the night elsewhere, but he stayed at home and went to bed. At 11 p.m. that evening, while John was asleep, Catherine entered his home, watched television for a few minutes, took a shower, and then climbed into his bed. They had sex before John fell back asleep. That's when Catherine stabbed him 37 times. He woke up and tried to escape, but she chased him throughout the house until he finally bled out and died. She then used her butchery skills to completely skin John and hang his skin from hooks around the house. She cut off meat from his buttocks and cooked it with vegetables and gravy. She cut off his head and put it in a pot of boiling water with cabbage and zucchini on the stove. She set the table with a plate for each of the two children who lived with John and even placed a note with their name on it next to each place setting. Her intention was to wait for John's children to get home from school and to feed their father to them. The following morning, when the neighbor and the co-worker noticed the blood, they called the police. Inside the house, they discovered the skinned, decapitated body of John Price, his head boiling in a pot on the stove, and two plates prepared for the children that each contained two pieces of meat, a baked potato, baked pumpkin, zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash, and gravy. They found Catherine snoring on a bed in the back of the house. She was taken to the hospital and then arrested and charged with the murder of John Price. Catherine initially claimed that she had no recollection of the murder. As the jury was being selected, she changed her plea to guilty and never gave a reason. Catherine Knight was sentenced to life imprisonment, and the judge marked on her paper, quote, never to be released. He said that the nature of the crime and Catherine's lack of remorse required a severe penalty. She will die in prison. In 2006, Catherine Knight appealed her sentence, claiming the penalty was too severe for the crime. The New South Wales Court of Criminal Appeals disagreed with her and dropped the appeal. Catherine Knight was a violent woman who only knew how to solve her problems through violence. It wasn't enough that she killed John and took him away from his children. She also wanted to destroy those children's lives by having them eat their father. She was a monster of epic proportions. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help. Talk to your local shelter or call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or you can go to thehotline.org to chat with someone online. This website is set up so that at any time, hitting the escape key twice will take you to a Google search page. That way, if your abuser is nearby, you won't get caught seeking help. If you're having feelings of harming yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility, call 911, or call Mental Health America, who operates the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Thanks so much for letting me tell you this story. If you enjoyed it, subscribe on whatever platform you're on, hit like, rate us, or leave us a comment. You can also check out our other show, Somewhere Sinister, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, check out our new merch at Teespring. The link is in the description. Thanks again, and be safe. All this month, stream the funniest films
0: for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy in Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence that's right driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state even in states where marijuana is legal that means driving high could get you a dui and if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high you're wrong your friends can tell your coworkers can tell even your parents can tell everyone can tell so what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So, even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA.
1: Life's full of things we can't depend on. Like the Irish weather, predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's you-know-what. So much for Lucky 7. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating. Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Certa, Delivering the same warmth to your home, now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on. See
0: SertaIreland.ie Shrink your Christmas bill at Dunn Stores. Delicious free-range four-kilo Irish turkeys are just thirty-nine ninety-nine, and incredible unsmoked center-cut Irish ham is now just thirteen fifty-nine for two point seven five kilos. That's twenty percent off. King prawn cocktail and oak and peat cold-smoked salmon are just six euro. Plus, with our ten or fifty grocery voucher, you save even more. done Stores make Christmas for everyone. Terms and conditions apply. Voucher can be used next grocery shop of fifty euro or more. So, <channels> this a very important in the first place. to the flu and the vaccine flu is a very important thing to do with the vaccine flu and the a flu. Or I'm a nacht, ner servicious lunche.